0: Welcome to the Just Pod, a podcast by the Criminal Justice section of the ABA, the unified voice of criminal justice. Welcome to this episode of the Just Pod. Today, we're talking about the extradition of Julian Assange, and we are speaking with Bruce Zagaris, partner with Berliner, Corcoran, and Rowe also adjunct professor at Texas A&M Law School. Bruce, would you please share some of your background in working with extradition law?
1: Sure. Uh, for the last 25, 30 years, I've been mainly a defense counsel in extradition cases, including many occasions expert witness in these cases. I've also done writing articles in a chapter in one of my books on extradition.
0: And now today we're going to talk about Julian Assange and everything that's happening around the extradition. And you have an article coming out this weekend in the International Enforcement Law Reporter. We'd like to speak with you about the insights that you're able to share on the current state of this extradition. So let's begin with establishing recent events. Tell us where and when Assange was arrested and who is prosecuting Assange.
1: Sure. Mr. Assange was uh, arrested on April 11 in the early morning in London when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy where he has asylum. Uh, Suddenly, the UK law enforcement came and got him. He wasn't very happy. They had to drag him out. He was kicking and screaming, and they put him into the paddy wagon.
0: And who is prosecuting Assange now that he's been arrested?
1: The UK is prosecuting him for failure to surrender to the court in a previous case. More importantly, the United States has requested his extradition, and British authorities arrested him on the extradition warrant from the United States.
0: So with the involvement of these countries, there are complications that are being discussed in the news. Can you walk us through those?
1: Yes. The, the complications are that the UK has withdrawn the asylum, but President Moreno of Ecuador has insisted that the UK refuse to... extradite Assange to a country in which he could face torture or the death penalty as a form of punishment.
0: And is the U.S. planning to charge him with a crime that would would make torture or death penalty a possibility?
1: Yes, there's a possibility that the U.S. could charge him with espionage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is the real concern by Assange and the Ecuadorian president. Mm
0: -hmm. And so let's take a step back from the immediate prosecution. And let's set the stage for how we got to this point. How did Assange get granted asylum by Ecuador in the first place? Because he was at an Ecuadorian embassy in London.
1: Well, first of all, Ecuador in Latin America generally has a long tradition of granting asylum to persons whose extradition is requested, but they are considered political asylees. So, uh, Mr. Assange, when he was charged in 2010 by the Swedish for rape and molestation, he went back to London. And he was always scared that regardless of whether the the Swedes or the Brits got a hold of him, that ultimately the U.S. would request and be granted extradition. So that was the real reason that Ecuador granted him asylum. In, at the time, the Ecuadorian government was much more leftist and anti-U.S. than it is now.
0: Mm-hmm. So when did things start to go south?
1: Well, things started going south. When Assange started overseeing the publication of leaked material, and for instance, he helped Edward Snowden, who uh, who defected from where he was in Hawaii to Hong Kong and then to Russia. So Mr. Assange sent one of his associates over to help him out, and then as early as 2014, the Ecuadorian ambassador started writing to his foreign ministry complaining that Assange was skateboarding in the embassy, was playing soccer in the embassy, and was basically creating a nuisance. But the real problem for Assange was in October 7, 2016, when he started publishing the leaked emails from Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party. And then In October 15, the Ecuadorian government restricted his access to the Internet. His real problem happened in April of 2017, when there was a new president elected in Ecuador, Mm -hmm. uh, Lenin Moreno, who took a much tougher stance vis-a-vis Assange's asylum at the embassy.
0: And essentially, they terminated his asylum,
1: Not immediately. I mean, initially, President Moreno started putting more conditions Mm -hmm. and started insisting that Assange adhere to those conditions. Assange didn't like it and even started bringing lawsuits against the Ecuadorian government.
0: Oh, well, that seems like a good way to maintain a relationship. that's bold all right so then now going back to the prosecution the state of prosecution and the questions around extradition the U.S. is planning to prosecute Assange and for many this raises concerns that the charges are politically motivated and that this threatens the first amendment can you elaborate on where these concerns come from
1: Sure. Many people believe that Assange is like a traditional media. He gets material, publishes them, and so therefore trying to prosecute him for being a journalist would violate the First Amendment. Indeed, that's essentially why the Obama administration in the end decided against prosecuting him because they thought it would set a bad precedent. Mm -hmm. However, the way around that is that the current administration has only charged him with a computer crime, basically conspiring with Chelsea Manning to break the password that would lead to many classified national security documents. So it's only that one charge which has a five-year imprisonment sentence that he's being charged with right now.
0: Mm-hmm. So... That is an interesting question, I'm sure, especially in this current age of bloggers and and so many platforms online. I'm sure the, the government will probably need to get to a point of where they're defining what is media and the First Amendment and who's protected under that. So this does sort of raise that question. Do you think that there will be further definitions that come as a result of this? Or or what do you think the implications are for the First Amendment?
1: I think the administration is going to skirt that question because Mm -hmm. it is tricky and what their immediate goal is, is to extradite Assange and to prosecute him for the crime of breaking into or conspiring to break into a U.S. computer. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, the easiest way to extradite him.
0: There are some that are saying that Assange is a whistleblower. And in the U.S., is whistleblowing an act that is protected by the government?
1: Yes. On the one hand, whistleblowing is protected in the U.S. However, Mr. Assange, in his capacity in 2012 and 2016, was not employed by the U.S. government, and therefore he was not a whistleblower. He was at all times outside the u.s government and what he's charged with is hacking into or conspiring to try to break into a u.s government computer that had important national security information
0: Mm -hmm. and is the claim that he is a journalist who was working with a whistleblower
1: Exactly. That's what he claims. And that's what some people are worried about, frankly. And the way that the US government has tried to circumvent those issues is to narrow his charge with just computer crimes, and not to go To the broader claim that he was guilty of espionage. Mm -hmm. And it's the espionage that carries the potential death penalty. And if they charged him with espionage, more than likely he could resist extradition. There's a famous case called Searing where a German was wanted on extradition by the Commonwealth of Virginia for helping to murder the the parents of his girlfriend at UVA. And eventually, the European Human Rights Court said, because he could get the death penalty, and because everyone in Virginia who is on death row has a long and very difficult time on death row, that was tantamount to cruel and unusual punishment. And therefore, he couldn't be extradited unless the United States and the Commonwealth of Virginia agreed not to extra not not to give him the death sentence if he was prosecuted and convicted.
0: Well, that's interesting. Um, So where is Assange now? And what is the current status of his extradition?
1: So he's detained in London. He's already been convicted of failing to show up for his U.K. court appearance. And now he's in the very beginning stages of the extradition proceedings on the U.S. extradition warrant.
0: Mm-hmm. This question bears some repetition, but for clarity's sake, do you think there's anything that would prevent his extradition and prosecution here in the U.S.? And what would those things be?
1: Right now, I think he has a very difficult Case uh, because there's a simple charge, and because US and Britain are so close politically. He undoubtedly is going to raise the political offense exception to extradition. But in both the U.S. and the U.K., there's a very narrow definition of political offense exception. It has to be that the crime arises out of a rebellion and a lot of violence and or is incident thereto. And clearly that's not the case with Mr. Assange.
0: Mm-hmm. And is Sweden also trying to extradite him? And could that complicate anything that the U.S. is trying to accomplish?
1: Right now, Sweden is not. However, there's some discussion. And the two victims, lawyers in Sweden, are now pressing the government to reinstate the charges and try to extradite him. If that were the case, then the U.K. would have to decide which extradition request it should process first. It would likely now process the U.S. claim because that's first. Mm-hmm. And and right now there are no charges in Sweden. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and now that the the Mueller report is made public, that's on everybody's mind, and we know that that WikiLeaks published information from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Could bringing Assange back to the U.S. impact the investigations about the alleged interferences of the Russian government in the 2016 election?
1: Yes, it could. The president during the campaign said five times a day, he mentioned WikiLeaks and the... Uh, indictments of Gucifer and the GRU, the Russian intelligence, has already alleged their interference in part by interacting with WikiLeaks. There's also been investigation of Roger Stone as being the intermediary of the Trump campaign with WikiLeaks, and those investigations are ongoing. So once Mr. Assange is extradited to the U.S. if he is, and especially if he's prosecuted and convicted. The only way for him to reduce his sentence is to go for a 5K1, which would mean he would have to cooperate um, with the U.S. in order to reduce his sentence. So. There would be a lot of pressure on him to talk about the the involvement of WikiLeaks with the Russian, the alleged Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election.
0: Mm-hmm. And should he be involved in that investigation, that wouldn't necessarily be a new charge that's brought against him, would it? Or is that the potential that he could be charged with another crime? And would that then also impact his extradition or what potential punishments he's facing?
1: Yes. Normally, under extradition law, there's a doctrine of speciality. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, That means that a requesting state, the United States, should not prosecute the person like Assange who's wanted on any crime other than that that's requested in the extradition warrant. To do so would potentially be a problem unless the UK were to consent. And so that's why if they intend to do that, normally they do it now mm-hmm. and let the uk consent mm-hmm.
0: i see well there's a lot to discuss with this case so we appreciate your time and your expertise and we appreciate our listeners for joining us again so thank you to everyone for joining us on this episode of the Jess pod